You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 39, sponsored by YouBuyNow.com. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 39. Uh, I'm Ron. <laughs> and you put that in there. Episode number 39. <laughs> control V, control V. Um, I'm Ron, and I'm here with... Josh. And... Oh, so this is how we're doing it now? We're saying our I'm own name? I'm it up. I'm, I'm keeping you on your toes. Throwing it off. I'm we don't Connor. know who has to go first. Uh. <laughs> I'm Connor. God damn it. Anyway, for those of you who might not be familiar with us, uh, we are from ifanboy.com, a, a website dedicated to comics because we like our comics and we read comics every week when they come out. And each week one of us picks our favorite uh, book that was released and writes a review about it on ifanboy.com that you can go and read about. Um, and then we talk about it on this podcast as long with, uh, along with other topics that might come up through the week. Um, but before we get to Connor's pick of this week, I just want to clarify and remind everybody that this is a review show, and that means we're going to be talking about things that happen in the books, spoilers aplenty. So if you haven't read your books yet, press pause, go read your books, then press play again, or prepare to be spoiled. So, so Connor, what was your pick? Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked were you guys at my pick? I'd say a 4. Really? Oh, yeah, I wasn't ha- that shocked. Having read it? Right. Not at all. No, but to see it I up was there. actually surprised that you picked it up. It was actually on my list of stuff to pick up. I was I impressed. Almost, yeah. I was impressed more than shocked. Well, the pick of the week I was, was just glad we didn't have to talk about Civil War again. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Enough. Just end it. <laughs> the pick of the week, agenda. The pick of the week was The Escapist <laughs> Number 1, which is from Dark Horse Comics, and I think Ron pointed out earlier in the week that this might have been our first ever Dark Horse comic pick of the week. I think it was. I Honestly, unless unless years tag ago one of something. us picked one of those Tag and Bink ones. Yeah, one of the Star Wars I ones. Think I think you did, yeah. Or one of us picked like a prequel adapta- adaptation or something. In the modern yeah. times of iFanboy, in the modern era, this is since, the first Dark Horse comic. Since now, podcast. I th- I, I found it really funny that you picked it because the irony of this is that I've been buying every comic that's come out that's been related to The Escapist and Cavalier and Clay. Right. And because the other ones have been so bad, I didn't buy this one. Well, that's originally I saw this on the list and I thought there's no way I'm buying that because people like you said that those comics were so bad. Oh, they were awful. And um, the only reason I got it was because I was on MySpace for no reason whatsoever. and yeah, None whatsoever. And no. I um, saw on Brian K. Vaughn's profile that he had, he had written it, which I didn't know, and that he had thought it was better than Ex Machina number one. It, uh, wow. So I was doubly impressed by that. So I, and it was only a dollar. So I kicked myself when I saw it was a dollar in your review. I'm like, it was a dollar. I would have picked it up. <laughs> so and what I, kind of book we're talking about? It's a Frank Miller cover and a Brian Bolland back cover. Oh, wow, I'm, most I people like can't get Bolland for the front. Right. Yeah. So that all that stuff combined together, I thought there's no way in hell. Plus, it was a, it was a light week relatively. Um, I got it, and I read it first because um, I didn't have any expectation towards it, and uh, blown away. And it just pay- it just knocked every book out of the- just out of the running completely. God it's, damn it! It's um, I'm gonna go pick this up tomorrow. You're not the only one who said that. Yeah, I mean, apparently most people either thought about buying it, didn't buy it, or now are buying it. But everyone who sh- should buy it because it's a really fun book. It's it's a dollar. It's it's a dollar, and I don't know. I didn't read the other Escapist books, Ron. Are those actual superhero stories? Yeah, they're they're like as if they yeah they're the they're the tales of the escapist. Okay, so this is totally different. This is about a kid who his uh, lives in Cleveland, which is apparently this comic book mecca, 
it's explained in the beginning in this guy's narration that um, uh, Harvey Pekar and, Ar- and, and Crum and Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster and Brian Azzarello and Brian Michael Bendis, they're all from Cleveland. It's just a strange sort of uh, fertile, fertile ground for comic book talent. So, do you, but do, can you really say that that Siegel and Schuster and Bendis, eighty years later, is a fertile ground? <laughs> I mean, that's more coincidence. Well, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Anyway, it's a it's a strange confluence of people in this one yes. city that really. Why else go to Cleveland? I'm just kidding. By the way, that was completely off base. But um, so this it's about this kid in Cleveland named Maxwell whose father just died, and he discovers um, upon his father's death that that there was a. The basement he was never allowed to go into was full of escapist memorabilia, comic books and posters and toys and things. Escapist in this world is a was an old 1940s superhero, and uh, so he he becomes immersed in all this stuff and becomes a big fan like his dad was to the point where uh, as a young adult he comes into some money and um, decides he's going to bring the escapist back into comic book uh, fandom. He's going to bring him back to popularity. And really, so far, this is a book about this guy's quest to create, to bring the escapists back to comic books. So it's very postmodern. Very postmodern, very meta. Yeah. He talks to the audience. Uh, he, you know, it's it's. There's a great page I talked about in my review on the website where it's it's even the comic book process on the page where the first panel is the sketch, the second panel is the inks, third oh, panel geez. adds color, the fourth panel adds shading. So it's it's um it's just really inventive, a lot really fun. It's it's like an indie book because it's about pe- just about people. Um, and there's all, and there's the reg, you know, the regulation hot indie girl, and then there's, you know, there is short, uh, short, pink, yeah, short, indie spiky, girl. pinky hair, pink hair artist girl. So sold. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, um, she was, she was, I must say, she was a little stereotypical. I was like, oh come on, oh. this is the girl from every indie comic book ever. Because it's the indie she, comic she, guy she, fantasy. That's what. Is she kind of spunky? Does she have a little bit of an attitude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah, she's yeah. got fishnets at one point, so... She, you could easily transfer her into almost any Oni book. <laughs> but you know what? She I has, don't mind. She has combat all. boots on and like a like a one of those anal bead necklaces. Oh. 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 We took oh, it to a place we didn't want to go. It's a oh. chain. I take it back. So this oh. is... It's, it's just really solid. It's really good. It's a really offbeat book. But then again, you can also see there's seeds being planted for other things. It's not just going to be about... Um, creating a comic book. It's it's it's, uh, it's about the people making the comic book. That well, too, but there's also some other things. I don't necessarily want to spoil it, but I guess I will. But um, well, we did give the warning. This is this show will give spoilers. One of the except I didn't read it yet, so don't say anything. That's that's no, why I'm, being, I'm just kidding. You can. No, one no. of the ways they're going to try to promote this comic is they've gotten a, the replica um, costume, and then uh-huh. he's got this friend who's a big jock, and he's going to run around um, promoting. The awesome. escapist by maybe staging the, some events, kind awesome. of like in Cavalier and Clay the novel. Right. So see, see that that's the other thing is that it, um, if you haven't, um, if you don't know, uh, this is based off the novel Cavalier and Clay, which is excellent. Which yes. is excellent which by Michael Shabon. He he won the Pulitzer for it not too long ago. Um, really, really great book if you love comic books or if you just like books. Cause Stan Lee is in it as a character. Um, and and what you. The thing is, you don't need to have read that to enjoy No, you don't. It all helps. I mean, but it, it's not even that necessary. It's really nice, though, because that's a that's a book about two guys who create a comic book character in the 40s. And this is sort of a modern-day extension of it, I guess. Right, and this is, the character they create is the escapist, so this is, this is sort of... Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels. Plus, if you haven't read the book, he does do a good job of explaining things in an ex- expository way, which is, in, is, is done interestingly through old-style pages of The Escapist. 
This is a really good book to give to somebody who doesn't read comics. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, finished with this immediately, and I was I gave it to my wife. I said, you got to read this. Because I can just tell, you know, like, I, it, it's not mired in anything. It's a story about people, um, you know, but it's got, it's got your comic book fun in there, so. You know, there's going to be, a, you know, there's probably going to be some sort of love tension story between the guy Maxwell and the Indie Girl, and there's going to be probably some sort of, not crime fighting in the traditional superhero sense, but there's going to get some, be some mischief involved in these promotional things, and there's going to be the whole idea of making the comic, and it's going to have a lot of different layers, and it's going to be very interesting, I think. And it's got really, really good art by Philip Bond. Who's who's from Ron's favorite indie comic ever? Say it, Ron. Say it. It's I'm not totally really blanking one. Kill your it's boyfriend. Not an indie comic. Oh, Vertigo. kill your boyfriend. Yeah, it was Vertigo. Yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> Kill Your Boyfriend. Was awesome. Oh, no, my one Vertigo book. I Let's not do this again. That's the joke. Hey, I bought I bought DMZ this. I've been buying DMZ this whole series. It came out this week. But um, Is that Vertigo? anyway, um, so I, I have two. I have a question and a comment. First, the the, the comment about the the plot line with the getting the costume and putting mm-hmm. a friend in it. I love that. Right. For those of you who don't know, I, who, you guys know, but who, the listeners, I'm a huge Space Ghost fan, and if you watch Space Ghost back in the 90s, they actually got a Space Ghost costume and put a guy in it and made him like dance and do promos, and it's the funniest thing ever. People in the superhero, the superhero costume, comedy gold. Right. Um, my other question is, does he get in, like, did he have any problem with the rights to the character? Well, that's, did he, he comes into money. Um, or is that too inside baseball? I mean, no, like, no, no, like, he comes no. Into, he comes into money in the middle. Um, yeah. But from his mom dying, he gets an inheritance. Yeah, I was, was going to make some some sarcastic comment about it. I'd like to come into money, but then his mom died. His mom so died. Uh, he got her insurance. He spent the entire insurance check on the rights to the character. Oh, okay, cool. Which were owned by some uh, card company in New Jersey. Some, which you know, I believe is from the book. Yeah, yeah. I think that it ends up that way in the book. So he buy he buys the character. So that's how he's got the rights to him. Cool. I'm glad. Well, that, that, he covers all his bases, as far as awesome. I know. Awesome. Well, I'm going to the store tomorrow to pick it up. I really I think you'll like it. I think uh, I tried to go today, but I fell asleep in the pool. <laughs> oh, the life of Ron Richards. I know it's amazing. It's like a, it's like I'm a rock star. Um, but I don't think I've read a single bad word about this book anywhere. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Crap. <Sorry>. Balls. <laughs> Uh, no, but you didn't see a single negative comment about the book. That's, that's right. I mean, that's great. And, and of course, you know, the one escapist book I don't pick up is like the good one. Finally, you know? well, Brian K. Vaughn. At this remember, point, he's he's you know, he's gold. gold. He's, he's money in the bank at this point. I remember when the escapist books first came out. And I was all excited. And I bought it. it. Was like it was like seven ninety five, and it had the matte cover, and it was like thick. It was like one of those like prestige, you know, kind of formatty ones, yes. or whatever. And it was just it was just like all these like, you know, cliche superhero chicanery well that was the, the thing escapist. about the escapist yeah. in the yeah. book it's a character that they create that is completely derivative yeah, yeah. but do you want to read about ter- that that's the thing you don't yeah but yeah you didn't yeah i mean like this sounds like a great spin on the, on the concept right that's really cool yeah and of course i, mean, I remember I, I, when those some... books came out i looked at them and i thought you know i liked the book and I, the character worked in the book but i don't want to read about his adventures so i yeah, didn't yeah. buy it that's where and for, for some reason like an idiot i kept buying them i kept buying them and then i put my foot down this is the week that i dropped but like i actually dropped ultimate fantastic four this week because i just don't know why i've been buying it and and then first I, of all I, you should be commended for your growth i, I really i'm proud of you I'm drunk. buying more books. You're buying less books. It's, it's the whole world God. is upside down. We picked a dark horse book. Amazing. So, well, live and learn. We picked a dark horse book. So I, dark horse. I oh. encourage everybody who likes good comics to pick up the Escapist number one. All you can do is waste a dollar. It's a dollar. Get it. Which while is you can. less than half the price of a normal comic. Yeah. Connor right now says that if you don't like this book, he'll send you two dollars back. There you I go. did not say that. The iFanboy <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> I will. I will uh, 
I will be sorry for you. I'm fairly certain <laughs> that's legally binding. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, um, so it was a pretty. I mean, it was a pretty decent yield as far as the week goes. I think I bought like eleven books or so. so you a nice. A- li- it was a nice lighter week for me. I had like seven or eight. I think. Oh, okay. I had, a, I had a light week also, but there was a. Um, we had a turnaround in fifty two land. It talk, in turn, in, and talk about turning trends around and stuff like that. Fifty two week ten. Better. I I liked it. Not it a hint good. of steel anywhere in it. Yeah, I think that's the key now. I think the Steel storyline is the bad one. I thought, I mean, the, the Clark Kent stuff was great. Yep. Yes. I thought it was, it was awesome. I really, uh, for a second, I was like, is he going to, like, and there was a really nice thing where they, the first panel where they show him and he's got that Band-Aid and you're like, oh, wait a minute, what is that? Yeah. They're just kind of hinting that something did, I'm sorry, I'm ignorant, but at the end of Infinite Crisis, did something happen to him that we would all know about? Or he lost it? his powers, which has been throughout he, the entire he, 52 series, by the way, he but got, um, yeah. he, uh, <laughs> no. He lost his powers. At the end of I'm wondering if that was coming up in 52, or if you knew that going into 52. No, you knew it. I didn't read Infinite Crisis. You knew it. He um he he, he got went, depleted he, in the fight, right? He fought and he did he. See, it's been so long. Like he didn't go through the sun, or he like used up all his power. Basically. Yeah, he, yeah. He oh, basically burnt out the, the batteries. They've always described his cells. His cells as solar batteries. He basically blew them out, and he's back to normal. And. uh so he cut himself shaving in this in this book, which and then he almost burned himself in the kitchen. Like yeah. that was all, you know, and and the whole jumping out of the window, a la Superman the movie, was was a great. It was a great little touch. You and, see, yeah. like on that next page when uh, Supernova grabs him, yeah, he doesn't look like Christopher Reeve, but he's got that same look on his face like Christopher Reeve did when he was trying to play stupid. Right. Oh, yeah. well, this was good. I, this was, it was this great. Was, I thought I, I thought the Clark Kent thing was the main. I kind of like Supernova as a character. I'm curious. I don't know. I don't really understand what his powers are other than flying and being bright. But uh, like the, the that light that comes from his chest, I don't really understand what. It's going to be some reveal that he's somebody, or or do you yeah. know who he is? And I think yeah. that also the Booster Gold storyline is taking an interesting turn as to he's from the future. He should know everything that's happening, and it's now yeah. all diverting from what he knows. Why is that happening? I think that's an yeah. interesting, interesting, interesting. Time has place diverged, to go. And, and I think that where where that a couple issues ago when he went to somebody's lab and that big the chalkboard was there with clues and stuff like that. I think that if you go back to that issue, that that has yeah. a lot of that that gives a lot of clues towards what's happening in fifty. See, this is interesting. Here, so. Superman is interesting. Yeah, uh, the elongated man is interesting. I don't want to see any more of Steel. I don't want to see any more of Starfire, and uh, I really don't care for the the last. Seeing this book with the, the crazy guy in this prison is kind of like yeah, that's going to really mean something. The, but they've the been hinting at it. Yeah. For, they've yeah. been hinting at it for a long time. Doctor Morrow. But the yeah. point is, this was this rebounded nicely. And, and do, uh, do do you think that it was like any sort of like the fact that the only books that you can read the titles in that scene with the crazy scientist in jail is Brave New World, 1984, and Frankenstein? <laughs> Hitting you so, over the head. Yeah, I know. It's like we'll only label these three books. So you and we'll, we're going to use the bad typical Chicago font Mac font for Frankenstein. Sorry. Anyway, um, and Brave New World has big yeah, old gothic letters, even though the book was written in the fifties. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but um, no. But the, you know, so this is definitely. I mean, whereas last week's fifty-two was just piss poor. This was. This was. I was like, ooh, this is fun. So. Yep. So I, I mean, maybe maybe it's because it's a character you actually know something about instead of spending a lot of time on people you don't have any. Well, no, for. well, no. I, I mean, I know about Starfire and Adam Strange, and I know about. I mean, I it's not like I don't know about Steel. Yeah, niece. It's and it, like it's not like I don't know about Lex Luthor. It's just that it's just it that, cliche. That, that, yeah, it's just so cliche. And yeah, yeah it's just so. But so, that's I think when you when you're coming out weekly, it's going to be you're going to get weak, wildly variety variety yes. in the, in the exactly. So the other big event. 
we can't we can't get through a podcast without talking about it. Civil War. Um, Civil War Frontline number three. I refuse to talk about Civil War anymore. <laughs> All right, Did I give you? up. Um, I think this this week only had Frontline and Thunderbolts were the only tie-ins. Um, and Frontline was getting some flack on the boards, wasn't it? Yeah, people are kind of disappointed in it. People which, think was, it's repetitive. Well, I would say that the the two things that actually struck me about this book, it wasn't great. It wasn't an A. Um, but I thought a couple of things that they did hit on that they have been lax in lately is that um, they actually managed to finally have a couple of characters coming from the other side in this one. They present Reed Richards talking about his side of things, and it, you know, the idea of this book was that it would be a little more balanced, and everything so far has been obviously anti-registration. Um, and this one felt a little more like it had some pro-registration to balance Not just that. Reed, but that stupid Thunderclap character yeah. being really reckless yeah, with yeah. his powers. That was also very pro-registration. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they, they did both have stupid costumes. But um, I, I do get the point of the, of the fact that it's when you have a book that comes out only every six weeks instead of every four, you should probably be a little less. You should probably want, want to move, move things forward quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we still have the two reporters, and they're still talking to the same—not the same people, but having the same conversations just with different people. Yeah. And yes, but let's not forget that she talked to typeface in this issue. Yeah, that's which, which is, is that's awesome. that's like Paul Jenkins's creation that everyone that's, hates, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> just cracks me up. That that this that seemed through me because I couldn't identify a single person in that room. Oh, I it, it's funny because I mean I'm you know I'm the Marvel zombie and I only knew I only knew typeface and Solo. Those are the only. Two isn't battle? Know. Isn't the the black guy Battlestar or something like that? Yeah, I don't even know. See, I he don't know. Like, a single he was like a already. cap replacement for a little while, I think. Was he? Yeah, he yeah. he may have been U.S. agent for a little bit. This is when I used to read. Captain America a long, long time ago. Well, regardless, it's it's very obscure. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's the point is that the Marvel universe is so filled with filled with so many obscure characters who <laughs> like are you know who don't who they only use when they need to kill somebody or when something happens. But and um, to be honest, uh, as much as we love the Steve Lieber in the accused storyline in the middle, it's also hasn't really gone anywhere. It's still he's hell, he's still having the same conversation. Just th- just this time, it's with She Hulk instead of with somebody in the government. Well, they say I got two you, points they say you did it, and he says, I don't do it. And now it's like, okay, yeah. I got on. two points about that. A, I think the art was, was like, he's getting even better for some reason. I, yeah. I really, really like, he, he did a great job. Um, but B, I, I actually think that, I mean, if the next one comes and it's the same thing again, fine. But this one looked like he might crack, and, and he wasn't going to. And But one of the things I think it's interesting is that when uh, when Stanford happens, and everyone thought the speedball was just killed off, that w- there was complaints from people saying, "Oh, they just wrecked, they ruined this character and wasted him, and and, you, and and they brought him back. And if anything, he's you know he's more interesting at least, or they've developed his character, and at least he's you know sort of got a backbone here. Now I agree that from here on it definitely will need to develop, but you know he, he's 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 becoming a valid character, and they're paying attention to him. So yeah, but I mean, he's had the I same think... conversation two months in a row now. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is that you know it's issue three, and I'm I'm being patient, you know, in terms of what's happening. And I agree with Josh that I think it could ter- you know turn for the better. But I also agree with Connor that it is getting a bit repetitive, and something's got to happen. So. Well, if you think about this in terms, if this was one issue, these are only like eight or nine pages each, yeah. and they keep coming out every two weeks, so it feels like maybe it, it it's it's a bit of a I can't think of the word. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're stalling. On an aside, I love the um, the historical context one this this time around, um, the World War One 
parallel, uh, and not so much the the story or the parallel, but the art. I just loved it. Like that one, that one, um, that one shot on the third page of Captain America, kind of silhouetted, mm-hmm. right. you know, and Falcon. Like that's I, a, that's I, mean, a, I just thought the art was really good. That's a that Frank album. Miller. Uh... Yeah, but but it was good though. I thought it was, I liked it. David Aja. David yep. Aja. So I think what we should also briefly talk about the other X Men relaunch. Which is the untitled X-Men book from Mike Carey. Number 188 by Mike Carey and Chris Bacalo or Bacalo or Bacala. I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Bacala. Bobby Bacala. Um, um, I'll come in as the, as the ex-noob um, and, the, and the big Carey fan. I liked this in that um, I, I knew what was going on the whole time. Unlike the the one last the Brubaker one, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I was pretty clear about everything that was happening, except for the fact that I can't follow Chris Bocciolo's art to save my life. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. That's like um as and as the ex you know freak. Um, I, I other than the heads and the masthead on the cover, I wasn't impressed at all. Really? Um, and and I'm trying to and I'm and I've been trying. I've read it about three or four times since Wednesday, and I'm trying to separate the art from the story. Because I, I mean, I agree. Like I've hated when Chris Bocciolo was on was on X Men in the '90s, um, and I really don't like it now. I mean, I, it's just uh, something about it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. And and he's drawing X um, like Iceman in a way. You know, he's having Iceman use his powers. I was like, a, is, is that the Martian Manhunter? Yeah. Or I thought it was Impossible Man. I mean, it was who you guys probably don't know who Impossible Man is, but he's like the the humor character in Marvel. He's like he looks like Martian Manhunter. He's green. But I don't know. Anyway. Um, but and I hate like Cannonball's costume, and I just like I don't like the the character renderings at all. Aside from um, the art, I liked it. And well, the the story wise, I Carrie didn't impress me at all. Again, and this 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 felt whereas Brubaker felt like the X Men of old that I liked. This this book felt like the X Men of old, like of like five or six years ago when they had another relaunch when Claremont came on and they were shifting the teams. I mean, this this feels just like a redo of what's happened before. And so I wasn't. Uh, this this book is going to take a lot to impress me. Although I did love the X Men in depth at the back with the rendering of the campus and the, even though it was poorly laid out. But I just I love those little extras when they used to do that. So I did like the last two pages of like the the details of the mansion. Are you a rogue um, fan? Uh, yes, but not currently. Like I don't like where they what they've done with her. Okay. But I am a rogue fan. What have they done with her? You don't like. Uh, they just made her bitter and annoying, and the whole uh, Gambit thing got drawn out, and what they did, how they had Gambit side with Apocalypse, and uh, all this crap, I don't know. But I liked uh, it. I liked the fact that they were strike team. I liked the fact that... Uh, yeah, but they've done that before. That's what they did when Claremont came back. Yeah, but I don't know that, so I liked right, it. Yeah, yeah, but when yeah. Claremont did it, there were too many word balloons everywhere. You couldn't it tell what even, was going on. No, it wasn't even that. For whatever reason, it didn't stick. Like, that was really weird. Like, I forget what the circumstances were. Oh, yeah, because it was Morrison. Again, how Morrison effed up the X-Men. Um, they do, like, a reboot, and Claremont's on the book, and somebody else was on the book, and they gave everybody new costumes, and it started, like, there was, like, a six-month gap, similar to the whole one year later at DC. And... Um, and they separate into separate teams and all this kind of stuff, and then Morrison comes in and bowls over, and they just completely, like, ignored it. Like, they never explained the transition. Like, it was very weird. It was very disjointed. I don't know. But I can go on for days. Um, but yeah, X-Men, X-Men 188 didn't impress me. On a quick side note, Green Lantern number 12 actually did impress me. Um, I thought it was pretty good. So Pretty good, is a good is a good way to describe it. I mean, it's, it's, Yeah, I mean, it was good. It wasn't great, but it was, it, it was better than previously. Yeah, so. didn't buy it. I still so. think the whole idea of bringing the back people he supposedly killed ruins the whole tragedy right, of the but, character. But, but but having the fact that the Manhunters are using Green Lanterns to power them is all, like at the end that was yeah. awesome. Oh, it was I good. Was it was cool. good. So, 
But I, don't, like, I don't like the overarching theme of the whole thing, but I do, I do like the, I do like it was good. What you're right. I don't like good. the art either, but whatever. you don't. So, no, I don't like the art. Mm. I don't it's mind too, the art. I, I don't know. It's too. Um, Is that Van Skyver? No, it's, no, it's uh, Ivan Reese. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's too. I want to say busy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah. All right, so that's right, basically good. the uh, snapshot for the comics this week. I, I think, unless we have any other honorable mentions. But uh, really Superman was good. That's it. Superman, yeah. that's gotten a lot of... DMZ was good. Um, pretty good fables, good un- unlimited... Spider-Man, the Clone Saga is beginning, and we're three issues away from issue 100 now. So that was Actually, I really enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, it was good. I don't really that need to good. talk about it, though. That'll pretty much do it for this week's books. Um, wanted to take a minute to remind everybody that we are sponsored, and uh, our, our sponsor for this episode is YouBuyNow.com, um, which is your spot on the web for toys and action figures and collectible collectibles and prop... Blah, blah, blah. I, we're going to lose them. <laughs> Prop replicas. I thought I could do it. They said, Josh, can you do it? I said, no. Maybe anyway. Anyway, check out their selection of DC, Direct, Marvel, Legends, Master Replicas, Star Wars figures, and more with my beautiful enunciation. Uh, they got all sorts of toys that us comic book kind of people like, is what I'm saying. If you go there and you put iFanboy in the coupon code, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Until Only for the two end more of weeks, month. though. So, yeah, end of, this, end of July. Um, and so go there. It's youbuynow.com, Y-O-U, buynow.com, not the letter U. Um, go there today, please. And you can also go to ifanboy.com, and they've got banners rotating on the site. So go check them out. Thank you very much, youbuynow.com. Oh, we're going to have to have a staff meeting. (laughs) (laughs) The the kind where I'm there or the kind where I'm not? (laughs) A little bit of, a little from column A, a little from column B. (laughs) Um... So, I know every week we talk about how much email we got, but this week, guys, we got a shit ton of email. <laughs> like you oh, guys, my God. You guys, for some reason, everybody woke up and said, I'm going to ask iFanboy a question. So, as usual, we can't Which get we love, which we, we love. We do love, love, yes. Please keep doing. But, we, as usual, we can't get to them all, but um, Connor picked out the, the, the best ones of the bunch. So Okay, Con- so this, if this sucks, it's all my fault now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, good. So the We're first have to letter. Have a meeting about that. Yeah, of a separate separate meeting. It's gonna be a whole bunch of meetings all weekend. Miguel, Miguel wrote us in. He had some questions. First question was: Me and the girlfriend were wondering who would win in a bare-chested match of old Englishmen, Sebastian Shaw or Ra's al Ghul. Question two: What is MacGyver's first name? Oh, question let's do, let's three: do No, no, wait, hang on. Whatever happened to erstwhile Captain America villain Crossbones? Now, this really excited me because when we got the email, I quickly could answer two out of the three without even looking them up, which I thought was cool. So um, let's, so that's uh, so the first one, um, who would win in a bare-chested match of old Englishmen, Sebastian Shaw or Ra's al Ghul? My first answer was Sebastian Shaw because Shaw's powers are an edge over Ra's al Ghul um, in that he, he conver- you know, we saw in Astonishing X-Men, he can get pummeled, but then it just converts into kinetic energy and he can yeah, push Yeah, but Ra's al Ghul can't up. die. Uh, no, well, you're forgetting the most important thing is that Razal Ghul is not English. Yes. So, in the, in the, in the context of bare-chested bare Englishmen, by definition, Sebastian Shaw wins. Wait, yes. wait, wait. Razal Ghul is Irish. No. Or is that just Liam Neeson? That's Liam Neeson. Razal Ghul is <laughs> from, the middle, he's from the Middle East. All right, so the second question, which was a good question to iFanboy's heart of hearts, was what is MacGyver's first name? And it is Angus. And Connor can confirm it because he's a bigger Angus, MacGyver than, fan than I am, right? Angus MacGyver is Angus MacGyver. his name. It was revealed in the final season of MacGyver. Wasn't it a flashback episode, like the one where he back? That was a very time? strange episode where he went back yeah. in time somehow. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pull the plug on this real soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so listen, the- when I was unemployed a few years ago, I spent four. I'm not even gonna talk about it, four hours a night watching MacGyver. And he would yeah, tell but me that, that wasn't the show. That wasn't the show you talked about. 
You know what show I'm talking about. Came on at noon. Oh. Yeah, that's not even Unsolved Mysteries, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> so the, the third question, whatever happened to Erstwhile Captain America villain Crossbones? And Crossbones is currently um, in pursuit of a- Alexander Lucan, who kind of duped him, and he's hunting Lucan. That was, the, that was not the current Captain America storyline. That was the previous Captain America storyline where crazy Russian General Alexander Lucan uh, killed the Red Skull and... Um, the Cosmic Cube. And the got Winter the Cosmic Cube and Cros- Crossbones hooked up with Red Skull's daughter and they're on a cr- Bonnie and Clyde-like crime spree across the country looking for this guy. And the Crossbones question was the one I had to look up. Right. So, anyway. All right, thanks, Miguel. The next question is, um, suddenly I fanboys become Dear Abby. <laughs> this is this one, this one we have to read, right? We had the whole scenario with the bat and his fiance. Now we have a letter from Carlos. Carlos writes in and says... Hi guys, I've been reading comics for over 20 years and I've got a nice size collection. I recently got my girlfriend into comics, which was not an easy feat. She really really likes the first two X-Men movies, so I bought her Ultimate X-Men trades and she's been enjoying them. I thought I would give her Civil War number 1 and 2 to read to see if she liked them. I gave her both issues, bagged and boarded, and asked her to take good care of them because both issues are sold out everywhere. Not just to let you know, I'm not a super... Now, just to let you know, I'm not super anal when it comes to my books, but when I read them, I like to enjoy them and not worry about the condition of the spine or the pages getting bent. It's the same way when I lend them out. I do bag and board them for all the issues, so it's not just because I want them to stay in decent condition so I can read them in the future. So anyway, my girlfriend knows me and how I feel about my comic collection, so what does she do? She takes two Civil War issues and jams them into her pocketbook. When I get home, I see both issues on the table with the covers bent in half and many pages with rips in them. So I'm like, what the hell happened here? And she's like, you told me I could read them. When I asked he's her why, like, when he's I, like, we should have done this in voices. When I, asked, when I asked her why she didn't take better care of them, she responded with, they're, they're just, just going to sit in a box for the next 30 years. At this point, I'm trying to remain calm because I love this girl, but I think my face is starting to show an expression of, are you fucking kidding me? No, nuts. Damn, I blew it. <laughs> we butchered this letter. She starts crying and tells me she's never going to touch my comics again. I'm happy that she's in the comics and I want her to read them, but not if she's going to piss all over my collection. <laughs> well, that, no, that's wrong. <laughs> what do you guys think I should do? Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks, Carlos. Yes, this is the same girl who asked me why I can't throw away my old comics because I buy new ones because they take up so much space. Okay. Woo! May, may I begin? Yes, go ahead. Please. All right, Carlos. Number one, if you're going to lend your books... Don't expect a, you can't expect somebody to take the same care that you would put into it. This is so, true. Especially from girls, because as by your PS, girls, I love you, and girls who read comics, you get it, but the majority of the girls, they don't get it. By, by her PS. So why can't you throw away your old comics as you buy new ones? Cause they, take it, they just don't, they don't get it. They never will get it. It's Many times when I thought they got it, I then witnessed a horrible transgression. Exactly, because they don't get it. Just like we don't get fucking makeup. You know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, so um, so what you got to do is, first off, you said, you know, um, you want her to take care of them because they're both sold out. They're not really sold out. No. You? In this day and age, you can get those books if you really I believe the director's cut of Civil War 1 just came out this week. Right, and they just reprinted Civil War number 2. You can get other copies. The A good solution, I have a friend who's not a female, but he's close. Um, <laughs> he likes to read... The comics as they come out and as opposed and i know that he doesn't take the same care that i do so i buy another copy to give to him wait so, is this me no it's not you okay um so that's a good Honor's solution gay? that's a good so- that's a good solution i don't know if i don't know if you um have the cash to do that but if you want her to enjoy comics you got to let her to enjoy comics in her own way that's my advice i mean i know i took it a little seriously but that's the thing is like you can't really get pissed at her for not treating them the same way as you can because they just don't get it I and that really seriously and honestly the chick's more important than the comics, let's be honest. Right. So, 
Well, what issue are we talking about? Just Civil War or like my old year one? I, don't know. <laughs> I also think if, I mean, it sounds like you, because Ron said these are easily obtainable books if you're really concerned about them staying in decent condition, it sounds like you're concerned about their value, which is never going to go up, so you might as well right. not worry about it. And the thing is that if you really like her to enjoy them, like like you did, you bought her Ultimate X-Men Trades, buy her and trade, wait for the Civil War trade paperback. Yeah, she's not going to care about the timeliness of the story. Exactly. You need to meet her in the middle, Carlos. Wow, Unless she's true. actually pissing on your comics, and then you yeah, need to get out. Yeah, if she's pissing on your comics, you're into some weird, kinky stuff that we're not going to comment on, so that's fine. <laughs> So. Continuing in the vein of relationship advice, we didn't get a question, but we got a comment from Vince who would like to say to you, the bat, cut the cord now or else it will cost you later. That's all, <laughs> that's all he said. Which is a reference to our last episode when we advised the bat to break up with his fiance. This <laughs> <laughs> is a bad course of action for us to take. Can I read the next one? Yes, you can. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. We got this today, um, an, an email from Michael. He actually sent in an email earlier in the week, but asked us to ignore that email and ask this one and, and, and deal with this one. It was um, very firm about it. Yeah, he was very firm, almost yelling. Um, Michael, you don't need to yell at us. All right. The question is, he, he's very concerned with people's reception to the movie Superman Returns. He feels that with the dark state of the world today and the dark state that we've been in for the last five years or so, people have turned away from idealism and believing that there's any good in people anymore. In this case, Superman. Do we agree or do we find a different reason? First off, Michael, step back from the ledge. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I know it's a tough time. I know it's a hard time. But it's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't think people don't like Superman Returns because they don't want to see any good in people. <laughs> but I, I think it has to do with a lot of cynicism. I do. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, and I, and and I and and Michael, I can relate. I can I can I feel for you, man. I'm Actually, I'd like to I'd like to step back and say I don't know a single person in the real actual real world who dislikes the movie. The, I know one. The only, well, the, I know, I know none of but I know. And the only it was people, my father-in-law. It doesn't really count. But the only people like I see being really, really ve- vehemently negative are comic geeks. Yeah. And, uh, they're not real people. And they're not, they're on the internet. I don't, the you chick know. Who, the chick who cuts my hair really liked it. See, there you go. And she didn't like Pi- Pirates of the Caribbean too. So I heard that was terrible. But there you go. Um, if, 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 if I may, I actually completely, I, I, when I was interviewed in the LA times, uh, they said, <laughs> I've been waiting for that. They said, oh, uh, what do you think about Superman? I said, I think that it's exactly what the, it seems like it will be exactly the kind of movie that we need, you know, like a nice, uh, bright sort of movie about beacon, a beacon, a beacon of light. Yeah. And, uh, apparently I was wrong. A light show them the way. <laughs> financially as I would have expected but I, I thought that it would actually go over really well for that very reason that we needed something sort of fun and and, and uh, really good to look up to but right. uh, apparently I'm I, wrong but I don't, I, don't think, I don't think people's reaction to the movie is a statement on whether people believe there's any good in people anymore I mean but of course also there, there, there is no good in people anymore Michael so you gotta learn that as you get older <laughs> and I think uh, I, I think as long as you like the movie, that's all that matters. What do you care if nobody exactly. else? Exactly. And if the you movie? believe there's good in people, and you believe in idealism, then you keep on believing that, and it will spread. And that means Pass that it, it will forward. make its money oh. back oh. and its profit on on Kevin's on the DVD. Yeah, exactly. It's really what we're looking at here. And basically, do unto others as you would have done to you. <laughs> and turn the other cheek, you, especially when you get their comics. Treat them like don't they piss would on them. Anyway, is this so, the worst show we've ever done? Possibly. 
<laughs> God. If, if you have any questions for us or you have relationship advice, in your need of a relationship <laughs> advice or you're about to break up with your I'm enjoying the relationship advice. advice yeah, keep sending the relationship advice. We're not to, the people to answer those questions. <laughs> send it to um, contact at ifanboy.com. But um, last week, if you listened, you um, might have noticed that we added a new way to contact ifanboy and to participate in the podcast was our toll-free number, 1-888-FANBOYS, F-A-N-B-O-Y-S. Three two six two six nine seven. Exactly, and we got a couple of voicemails. Actually, we got a bunch of voicemails, and we picked the two best ones to deal with this week. So um, let's play the first one. Hey, fanboys! My name is Mike from Greenwood, South Carolina. Just got back from the Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Went with my friends from Hero Hunters Comics in Asheville, North Carolina. I didn't see you guys. I really missed you. I think you would have had a great time. Was looking forward to maybe meeting some of the guys. I met some of the guys from Comic Geek Speaker. One guy. And I think next year you guys ought to seriously think about going. It's one of the greatest shows. It has some of the best creators. Uh, I can't say enough about it. And maybe if you guys uh, could take donations, make it a little easier for your trip, I'm sure I would donate a couple of bucks your way, especially if you promise not to talk about Loveless or uh, or the, you know, one of the Hex books or anything like that. So anyway, think about it. Go next year. It's the greatest show on earth. And I love the podcast. The best thing around. Thanks. All right, thank you, Mike, from Greenwood, for that voicemail. Um, and this actually ties in with an email we got from um, Matt, uh, who I think is from North Carolina as well, who was asking, um, why don't we go to Heroes Con also? He's, uh, that email came in a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is funny. We actually, after we got that email from Matt, people have asked us to come to Chicago and now to Heroes Con, and, and uh, we thought Heroes Con might actually be really fun. Yeah, as of right now... It's, I think it's a possibility. It's a year away, but I, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to put it on my calendar and sa- start saving my pennies. Um, and might be a like, fun little road trip down to North Carolina. Yeah, I think we could swing that. So they um, have they have pretty good barbecue down there, from what I hear. I'd be down with that. So, Sold. but, this, but the, the the um the one thing is that guys, we have to stop talking about Jonah Hex, though. No, Mike, Mike asked us to. So, obviously, the people have spoken. They don't want to hear about the cowboy books. Whatever. You know, what, you know what Jonah Hex would do to a man who asked him to stop talking about his book? He'd shoot him right between the eyes. <laughs> cool, yeah. So we'll check out. We'll try to check out Heroes Con next year. So, um, All right, so our next voicemail. Yeah, my name is Nate Bryant. I'm calling from Canton, Ohio. And my question is, because I've been a longtime listener of the podcast, and my question actually dates back to episode 25. And you guys were talking about how you guys do the podcast every Sunday and do it at your computers with the Skype. Now, my question is, what's the setting like as far as when you're actually recording it? More specifically, do you guys do it in a dark room with a lot of monitors in front of you in your underwear like Tony Stark? And also, uh, I also wanted to say that uh, I really liked all the music that you guys play at the front of your show. And I was just curious who picks the music and uh, if you guys could maybe spotlight some of your maybe top five, top three, top bands that you guys like to listen to. Thanks a lot. Bye. We'll take care of the jokes, all right? I know. I like that. (laughs) Well, first off, when I was listening to that this morning, he was asking what the setting is, and I thought he was making a dig at us like you know like oh you guys in your room by yourself on your computers doing a podcast or whatever and then i saw he went in the tony stark direction and honestly i, I did laugh i did laugh out loud luckily he feels he, validated luckily he paused to allow me to laugh before he went into his next <laughs> point which is funny but, um, <laughs> um, way to make the tony stark connection that was pretty he's good. a pro yeah it was good yeah so um but the music 
So the music, um, the 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 majority of the music choices are by me and Josh, um, as we do the majority of the editing. Um, I don't know. We're glad you like it. We like it. We we have posted we, on the website the the music that's on each episode. Yeah, and actually the um the music from episodes thirty through thirty nine is going to be going up in a couple of days. So look on ifanboy.com to see that, and I'll put up links to the previous um, posts where we listed the whole music from every episode. Or if you go to ifanboy.com in the top navigation bar, there's a podcast link and it shows all the episodes and all the music current to what Ron has done. Um, with those stories, so all the all the music is listed there through episode thirty right now. Yeah. So, but he did ask what our top three bands that we like to listen to. Do you want to go around the around the horn and do that, or <laughs> no? <laughs> Why not? That's a fun little exercise. Josh, you go first. Oh, that's really hard. Uh, uh, three bands go: Elvis Costello, Cake, and the Beatles. Connor. Uh, the Beatles, Johnny Cash, and um, Jimmy Eat World. Interesting. Interesting uh, indeed. Yeah. Um, wow. Three. It's really hard to pick three. Morrissey. Let's, I know. <laughs> uh, probably, probably Morrissey, The Smiths, and um, wait, you kind of those as two? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. All right. Definitely. They're not one. They're totally not one, dude. All right. No, this is I another mean, podcast. This, this, this gets into if you can count all the Star Wars movies individually or as a group. Right. We've had but, that um, argument for days. My third one um, would have to be a little more rocking, though. Uh, these days, it would probably be Joy Division. So. So there you go. So thank you, Brian, and thank you, um, was it Mike? Yes, Mike, uh, for calling in. And you can call in at one eight eight one eight 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 fanboys and leave a voicemail, and we'll if it's good, we'll put it up on the podcast, and you can hear your voice like you're on the radio, but delayed because you have to download it. <laughs> Way to just so suck the wind, like wind out of that. Yeah, it's cool though. Whatever, <laughs> he digs it. So all right, so what else is going on? Well, next week is a big event. Oh my God, it's next week, isn't it? Yes. I'm getting a haircut. No. I just got my haircut. <laughs> you guys are so prissy. We're vain. <laughs> Next week at the San Diego Comic Con, we're going to be there starting Tuesday. Getting, a little, getting in a little early to enjoy the, um, enjoy the San Diego scene. We're going to be Maybe. podcasting every night starting Wednesday night through Saturday, hopefully, assuming we um, survive Saturday. Survive, or the plans all come to fruition. But we're going to be posting every day, and we're going to be updating every day, and podcasting every day so check us out every day of the con check your podcast provider yeah if you can't make it to san diego <laughs> your, your podcast oh right okay <laughs> if you can't make it to san diego we'll be there for you and if you are going to san diego look for us out on the floor we'll have our little badges um and we're also hosting a, a little uh meetup event saturday night if you go to um ifanboy.com and look at the big san diego banner click on there connor posted the information about where we're meeting up what time we'd love to let you buy us drinks i <laughs> <laughs> mean me all right. Con- you buy Connor drinks. We're gonna- Connor's going to get very drunk for the three of us. So, um, it's a rough life. <laughs> it is a rough life, isn't it? And then uh, there's the panel. You forgot the panel Sunday. Yeah, Josh. What's the what's the word with the panel? It's pretty much the same as it's been those other weeks. I mean, I've gone no. Um, <laughs> we're doing a panel on Sunday morning at 11:30 in room eight, and it will be uh, ten. 10 podcasts all together there, moderated by uh, B. Claymore, who does, uh, used to work with Image, and he did Hawaiian Dick, and he did a book called um, Battle Him, and he's got a new book coming out, oh, that I can't remember the name of, and he's going to be okay. mad at me if he doesn't listen to this. It's prep, Roni, prep. it's about a Hollywood sla- a, a actor slash spy guy, but you can, you can look that up. 
Uh, I'm gonna pick. Oh, up I saw. Uh, oh, I saw an ad for that. And it looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. I've been reading about him since he said he'd do the podcast, and I'm gonna I'm make sure I pick up, up some of his work so I'm not a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he won't listen to this. Um, uh, it's, it's Queen and Country. It's called Queen and Country. That's what it's called. <laughs> no, it's called. It's called Leading Man. That's the one. It looks really good, actually. Yep, it does. So. Um, also, we're thinking about doing a. Um, just a San Diego preview podcast in the next few days, so keep your <laughs> way eye out to just that. Not, way to interrupt Josh with a non sequitur. <laughs> and like... also, now we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ron's lost it. <laughs> let him go. He'll keep going. If you let him go, he'll, he won't stop. No one wants I, to I'm, listen to that. I'm regaining composure. <laughs> This is officially. Josh was like, Josh was literally like in mid sentence, and you're like, and we're gonna be doing this. There was dead air. I had to fill it. <laughs> when I'm talking, it's not dead air. Sometimes. <laughs> no, there wasn't dead air. <laughs> this is the worst show we've ever done. Oh, but it's it's loose, it's rough, it's fun. It's so hot. How can we be? It's seriously, uh, did you see it's going to be freaking 90, like, it's going to be 95, like, all next week. Thank God we're going to San Diego. Yeah. We're going on vacation to get oh, away from the cool. heat. Oh, it's cool. It's cool in here. It's like a balmy 80 degrees. It's going to be fantastic. Every time right, Connor sorry. comes to California, the place is on fire, so I don't oh, really right. know if I want him to come. Okay, so Josh, tell us about the panel. I just did. He already did. There's, other, right. there's other podcasters there, and B. Clay Morris moderating it, and it's at 11.30 in the morning, and it's official, and we're going to record it um, and try to put it out as a podcast. Also, a what? <laughs> Talk about meta. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a podcast of the panel about podcasting. Yeah, so yeah by podcasters. And Connor, you had something to say about another podcast? Possibly, we will be doing another uh, San Diego preview podcast, a short one, uh, right a special before. edition, I fanboy special, special edition. edition. So look for that, and right before the con, that should be coming out right before. The con, yeah. yeah, fantastic. <laughs> All right, take us home. We got the frapper map. We're up to two thirty-seven. <laughs> All right, yay, Frapper. The 14 Whew. guys showed up. That wiped me out. Hey, we got somebody from Maine this week. We got somebody from Oklahoma, too. S- screw that, Maine, the hometown. He probably heard about Atha. And he thought, <laughs> by the way, what happened to that book? Yeah, seriously. You know, we could do a whole section on what happened to dot, 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 like Aquaman or Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, good one. Anyway, I I got to give wicked, wicked good shout out to Jesse Lyons from Maine, who was the first from the vast expense of Maine up from Cumberland. <laughs> See, he's loving that shit. I do. Uh, and I we got Elias Ramirez from Imperial Beach, California. Keep Sam... doing it in the voice. Keep the voice. Okay, sorry. Sam Blankenship from Huntington Beach, California. He says, "Hey," and then Craig Powell from I, who appears to be the first from Oklahoma, which that and that does just rock, Craig. <laughs> So we're at, uh, how many are we at on the map there? 237. That's a wicked good map. Also, you might want to go over to myspace.com slash ifanboy. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Uh, yeah, myspace slash ifanboy. We succumbed and our profile's up there, so send us an invite to be our friend because I just love getting those emails. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, you, um, to back up the Frapper, you can go to Frapper.com slash iFanboy or go to iFanboy.com and click on the little Frapper button in the upper right-hand corner and stick your pin in the map. There's still several hundred of you who haven't, and I will keep asking every podcast until we have everyone represented. Hey, also, I just noticed, because I'm on it, a guy from Seoul, Korea came in. Yeah, and, I saw and another guy Korea. from Dublin. Yeah. Who was sitting in the Seoul and listening to the podcast, and life is good. 
And another anyway. person from Saskatchewan. Cool. Regina. Or Regina, <laughs> depending on how you... <laughs> His name is Jamie. He's from Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, or Regina, depending on how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> It'd be much better if it was. It'd be cooler if you did. All right, so... Um, so go to ifanboy.com, check out all the discussion on the, that's happening on the site. Um, there's been a lot of lively discussion this week, and we like to interact with you all. And um, go to ifanboy and click on the pick of the week to read Connor's review of The Escapists and tell everybody what you like this week. Um, it's if anybody all. wanted to pick up on any of the uh, the Liefeld conversations we may have had, there's some there's some lively talk yeah. going on there too. Some great Rob Liefeld and some great comics that we're on. We're on a bit of a '90s retro kind of uh, theme this week, so which is kind of funny how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, you can email us, contact at ifanboy.com. We're taking relationship questions. We'll be giving you advice. You need to follow it. Um, I want to hear from the bat and his fiance. Yeah, the bat. Tell us what happened with that. We won't necessarily put it on the podcast, but tell Did us Did you let it down easy? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he didn't take our Was advice. Was mad? <laughs> um, so you can call us at 1-88-FANBOYS or 326-2967. Leave a voicemail. Actually, it's 2697. 2697? Yes. Okay. Um, and also go to iTunes or Podcast Alley and vote for us or give us reviews, give us love. And finally, if you like what we do for you every week, um, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and um, uh, you can donate a dollar or three dollars or twenty dollars or however much you want. Um, and your money helps keeping keep iFanboy afloat. It, it, so helps, it helps assure you that the show will never be this bad again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to end this. You know we what we're doing? We're out. lowering the bar so that when San Diego comes, it's Nobody's nothing surprised. but gold. <laughs> yeah, someone's surprised at how giddy and out of it we're. I mean, you you really don't know. Like we do this sort of at the end of the day. We're kind of like in San Diego. They're going to be. We'll just be tired. We'll either be cranky or just giddy. There could be no. Sleeping. We're going to be hyper. Yeah, that's know us. We're going to be hyper, which is which will hopefully translate to comedy gold. It's going to yeah, be otherwise it's going to be twenty to thirty minutes of just madness. There's going to be no yeah. form to this nonsense. Yeah. And also, if you if you're interested in San Diego, you know, and you want like us to cover something, tell us. You know, post on the site what you know, like hey, check out this panel or whatever going on. We will. We can't promise, but we'll definitely try. We're trying to get. We've got not just um, Josh and Connor and me, but we've actually got a crack team who's going to be covering the, the con. So team um, on crack. Team on crack. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to at least you know go find the creator you want us to find and harass them because that's really what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting thrown right. out possibly. That's what, that's it, folks. <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> Tippy bartender. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to mention it like Ronda, but I'm dying over here. I Take her I'm easy. I'm sweating like Nemo. Alright. This is yeah. a, put it out of its misery, Ron. Who's doing the sponsor copy? I can do it. Okay. Okay.
Alright. 